Americans believe in democracy. The American experiment in democracy is at the heart of our Constitution and the foundation of our nation. To be an American is to be free. We must never allow our republic to be overthrown and replaced with a dictatorship. We must pass the Freedom to Vote Act to protect our democracy. The Freedom to Vote Act is a bill everyone should support. It addresses election integrity and protects voting rights. It allows for voter ID and ensures that every citizen can get an ID. It sets minimum standards for accessibility to the ballot box and requires reliable audits of election results. It protects against election interference and prohibits voter intimidation. It provides money for new and upgraded election equipment and makes it a crime to harass or interfere with election workers. The compromise bill put forward by Senator Joe Manchin is strong on election integrity and it protects voting rights. Both sides, Trump supporters and liberal Democrats, are worried about democracy in America. Republicans are concerned about election integrity, and progressives want to protect voting rights. The Freedom to Vote Act addresses both of these concerns. Everyone should support it. The freedom to vote is fundamental to all of our freedoms. Following the 2020 elections in which more Americans voted than ever before in the middle of a public health crisis, we have seen unprecedented attacks on our democracy in states across the country. These strategies in state after state are to make it harder to vote and easier to cheat. Well, I'll tell you what this bill does that we're talking about today, the Freedom to Vote bill, it makes it easier to vote and harder to cheat. This bill will set a baseline of protections for voters across the country with common sense, proven reforms that have already been successfully implemented in blue and red states across the country. It's about ensuring that these mass efforts at disenfranchisement that that reach their most vivid flowering in the violent attack on our capital don't occur and that people have the ability to get access to a ballot and to have confidence that their ballot will be counted with integrity shame on us if we allow the people's voices to be silenced in this chamber voting rights are preservative of all other rights Right now, the right to vote is under attack. Our democracy is in a 9-1-1 emergency. We must act now. The far right is currently attempting to rewrite history. They don't want people to remember the insurrection for what it was. 
an attempt to overthrow our democratically elected government and replace it with a dictatorship. They lie to confuse the public and to spread division. We must resist their efforts to rewrite history, to undermine democracy. It's important that we all remember what happened and remember it accurately. My name is Rich Procida, and I'm the founder of the Truth and Democracy Coalition and the host of Democracy Under Fire. On Saturday, November 6th, I will be leading a study of Bob Woodward and Robert Costa's book, Peril, about the insurrection. Join us as we fight for democracy by telling the truth. We will summarize the book and then have an open discussion. To register, go to tinyurl.com slash study. Reporting. Uh, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser first called Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy to ask for help at 1.34 p.m. It looks now like the Capitol the Police. Yeah, uh, Pete, let me break away from you a second because things are happening very quickly. According to your written testimony, you were, quote, aware that demonstrators had breached the Capitol. Well, hello. Thank you so much um, for tuning in today to bbsradio.com. This is Lynn Mystic. Healer and my, with my special guest is back today, Rich Procida. And I'm just so excited to let you know he's a um, constitutional lawyer. Uh, he helps, um, he's bringing in the um, real democracy, okay, and he does paranormal uh, ghost investigations. And um, he's a very wise old soul here, and we need to work together. Uh, Rich has Bible studies for progressives. His podcast. Welcome, Rich. Welcome today. Thank you. And what? Um, Thank how you. do we? Um, that uh, really excited to have you explain. How do we get with the Quakers to get the legislation for um, those communityheartandsoul.org projects that are in every community? How would we do that? So that everyone uh, that, comes together to have something really to vote on that's, you know, really good. What do you think? Well, we, we do need to bring people, and we need to reach the middle of the country. Right now, we're divided by the extremes. Both yeah. sides are pulling us in opposite directions, and we need to coalesce around the middle, bring the country together around democracy, around the right to vote, and around saving America and democracy and the American dream and the American way of life. 
So whether you're religious or not religious, one way to bring in more religious groups like the Friends Committee is to tolerate and be welcoming towards people of faith. Because faith, religion, and politics are not in any way separate. That's different from the First Amendment. The Church and the state are institutions that are separate, but uh, religion is not separate from politics, just like it's not separate from the values that a person held, the beliefs that they held, and what they think is important. So it's important for us to be welcoming of people who are different from us, because we get into this you say tomato, I say tomato to sort of thing where we just don't like Christians and we think they're bad or we don't like another liberals or we think they're they're evil and we get all caught up in this, but really they're just other human beings who are also being deceived and also being manipulated. And one of the first steps we need exactly. to realize we're being manipulated by propagandists. And it's all sort of behind the scenes, but it's sort of done above everybody. It's sort of, they plan it out and they, they have alignment. They try to align it with their agenda. So every year we get this baloney coming out, both on the left and on the right. On the left, it's particularly frustrating because they come up with stupid ideas. Right now... They're coming up with, oh, we don't want to talk about democracy. Democracy is too abstract. It's too political. Uh, people don't care about democracy. Total baloney. It doesn't make any sense at all. But what it does do is it keeps people from focusing on democracy as an ultimate value and goal for the nation as opposed to economic agenda or even a socialist or ideological consistency. Every person has to stand and defend voting rights. Voting should be for all people. Voting rights are under attack like we have not seen since the days of Jim Crow. Now is the time to ensure national standards that will protect and expand our access to the ballot. Mr. President, we demand voting rights now. There is no excuse to not pass voting rights reform. All other rights depend on the right to vote. It is the number one issue of our times at this moment. Get this done. What do we want? Voting rights! What do we want? Now! Just over 100 years ago, brave women stood on this very spot with much the same message that we deliver today. Full and equal voting rights for all. Fellas, women are going to lead the way. We have this idea that we can't change, we can't do what's called nation building or, or promote democracy, that that's ultimate, and we've been stung a number of times with it, but it's really not true. People want to say we can't do, we can't promote democracy, we can't save democracy. No, that's not true. We can do something. We can do something to promote democracy around the world. And if when we're, but the problem we have is that we're between a rock and a hard place. There's dictatorships like Saudi Arabia and throughout Africa and Eurasia, dictatorships, authoritarian 
fascist governments, although totalitarian governments might be another way of describing it, too. And we have to yeah, deal with we them can somehow. Change we can change things. We, and we can do yeah. something to change this. We shouldn't. We have to be careful when we cooperate or ally with authoritarian governments. They control their country. We don't. But at the same time, if we just ditch our relationships with them, then the authoritarian governments are just going to swoop in and take over. So it's not a matter of whether we can. We certainly can do some things. It's how. How do we go about doing it? And one thing, we need to find a way to stop supporting dictators. We should never be fueling the Saudi Arabian war against Yemen. The whole Arab oh, Spring was a terrible loss. Oh. Right. Terrible sure. loss. And we didn't have to lose Egypt. We could have done something. And there's a saying in the Bible that says, Woe to you Pharisees, for you won't enter into the kingdom of heaven yourselves, and, and you stop other people from doing so. And this is sort of the situation that we're in. We could care for the lowly. We could lift up the poor, feed the hungry. Uh, we could welcome the stranger, treat the foreigner as one native-born, treat you, and change our priorities. That's the main thing. Change our priorities. It's not just making it rich. It's about caring for the least of us. Go back to Scripture and look at that. Not only forgiveness, but compassion and care and community. This is what Scripture is about. This is what Christianity is about. It's about love, not only for your neighbor, but for your enemies as well, which means to provide for them. So what they do is they tap into fear, ignorance, bigotry, angry. I mean, a lot of the news, we got to recognize that the news media is about making money. It's not about informing you. It's not about giving you accurate information. It's not about Anything like that, it's about entertainment and making money. And a lot of this stuff makes you angry. I mean, and maybe it should. There's a lot of things that should. And anger seems to motivate people. Anger seems to drive people to the polls, as opposed to love and compassion. doesn't seem to drive anybody anywhere. But anger and Not enough money. and fear, get the money, honey. They, right. And it's so easily manipulated that those things, ignorance, I mean, so much ignorance that we will believe whatever we hear, and most of what passes as political discussion in this country is actually the regurgitation of propaganda, because propaganda is everything we use to make sense of the world. Now, one of the things that I've, as an educated person, I've educated myself, and I've written a book on global social issues and global perspective, international comparative foreign and constitutional law, and what that has given me is a sort of framework from which I'm going to view things. You know, capitalism is not the evil. We've had problems like this long before capitalism. I don't get caught up into, oh, you're a neoliberal, or you're a fascist, or you're a racist, uh, oh, or you're... you're got, I mean... Playing like rats. Right. Yeah, just go give, ahead. you know, just give something... To, somebody something to to more reality because there is no 
because it's not reality what people are listening. They're, they're manipulating us. They're putting things in our heads. They're making us angry at one of us. They're dividing us, and we need to come together. We need to come together around common values, common beliefs, shared beliefs, and one of them is democracy, the right to vote, the right to participate. Because the pro- the propagandists do is they send down messages. They decide what they want to do as a nation. You know, I want we want to pass this bill, we want to pass that bill. Then they send down a bunch of propaganda to convince people one way or the other. And so what they're doing is actually deciding what to do and then manipulating the public to support it. That's not democracy. We're not getting educated. The problem we have right now is if the media context, the situation that we have right now with massive dissemination of false information and false propaganda, we're never, if we don't deal with this problem, we're not going to be able to deal with anything else because it's just, we're not going to be able to get out of this massive division. And this has been coming. The fairness doctrine was overthrown by Reagan and then the Supreme Court. We had free speech absolutism, which led to money is speech. And, and so in hey, corporations say about that, one. People, that, w- that would have tricked me, see. Coming from a non-legislative background, I had no idea how dirty it is. And it's so hard as an empath for me and light workers. It, it is so difficult to speak truth um, to power mm-hmm. because of backgrounds and massive abuse. One of the things I wanted to mention before I forget is that I have a new podcast. It's called Democracy Under Fire. It's on YouTube, and I'm also um, sending it out on my Bible study for progressive um, pop bean site, and I set up a another site for it, so you could Google it, or just go to www.tinyurl.com slash democracyunderfirevideo, and that would take you to the YouTube page. And so we're trying to reach out to the center of the, the country, and one of the things that's important about all this propaganda that's manipulating us, because we think we're on one side or the other, but we're actually being told what to think, and so we need to be very, very critical, of, especially if they tell you, oh, this is our messaging. This is how we're going to convince people to support our cause or the bill or support democracy. We're going to say X, Y, Z. But what they really are targeting are you. This message is not... For other people, this messaging is for you. Oh, the whole you. thing is so ridiculous. We need to be, obviously, more critical, and we need a democracy that's more responsive to the will of the people. We live in a flawed demo- democracy. There are better democracies out there, particularly in the northern Europe, the Scandinavian countries, as well as Canada, much more representative democracies. What we find in the United States is that no matter how much the public supports something, it has the same chance of getting passed as any other bill. So it's almost as if public support for legislation or for bills doesn't really have any impact, doesn't really change anything. Money controls what gets passed. If corporations and the elite, those with a lot of money, they want a bill passed, 
it gets passed. One of the difficulties we have is that reality is scary. I mean, things that happen do make people angry. There's a lot in the world that makes people angry, that triggers us. And sometimes we need to take a position. We need to call something fascist or authoritarian. I prefer the word authoritarian. But we need to call things what they are. Yet at the same time, we have to, because it's very subtle. Like what's happening now on the left is they don't want to use the word democracy. They want to use voting rights. I think we also have to tell the truth. We have to be committed to truth and honesty and also being critical because they're sending these little messages. You know, like you might think that the difference between voting rights and democracy is a small difference. Well, first of all, it doesn't make any sense. Why do you have to choose one or the other? You don't. But why don't they want us talking about democracy on the left? Because it's inconsistent with the socialist ideology. You know, it's not what they want to focus on. They don't want to pro-democracy. that's fascism, isn't it? Isn't that fascism? I mean, really, isn't it? Yeah, but nobody's looking inside. They're only listening and repeating what's being fed to them. So there's plenty of money to be spent, Lynn. There's plenty of money to be spent on war. There's plenty of money to be given away in tax cuts. There's plenty of money, and now nobody even wants to pay the bills anymore. There's no party interested. Only the Democrats have balanced the budget. And so it's all, everything's corrupt. And then we have, a, they're trying to divide us. They make everybody angry at one another. And then we end up in this huge fight. And they're both being slightly misled. And so there's no reaching out to the middle of the country. What we have is we have an opposition to democracy. We have a flawed democracy. It's not representing the will of the people. The people get manipulated. And then we have these elections, and we wonder why we lose. Why do liberals lose these elections? I mean, you've got the people support the policies. But the problem is, is that every single election, they want to start a war over race and religion, and both sides think they can win. So they fight over race and religion. They want to talk about how religion is causing this huge problem and how everybody's right. racist and everything, right. or, or that they're, know. you know, a socialist. I mean, that, that's what they do. We wonder why we lose. Why do, when the public supports the policies that we're supporting, why do we lose? Because we pull so much bullshit. We, we make Christianity the enemy. The same people who said Trump was just a symptom. We're trying to impeach, hold this president accountable, and they're saying Trump is just a symptom, a symptom of a racism or whatever. He's just a symptom. So much baloney. And then defund the police. The same people who come up with stupid sayings like that are now coming up with democracy is too political. Democracy. Young people don't believe in democracy. It's too abstract. If young people don't believe in democracy, then you're teaching them wrong. You know, what the heck are they talking about? They come out with bullshit every single year, all the time, and then they lose yeah. elections. It causes us to lose elections, and it causes us to be divided because they want to put Christianity and America on one side, and they are leftist socialists on the right, on the left. It's just ridiculous. They said these stupid things, get us into conflict, drive people away, and they think they're all right. They all get caught up in this 
what, why just say democracy too? Democracy is important. It's what it means to be an American, is to be free. And to say that democracy is too abstract, too political, people don't care about it, and to ban it, ban it from the discussion on the left is absolute insanity. It's foolishness. I mean, they're completely outside of their scripture. They're in no way Christian. No way can you be a Christian and not hate your neighbor and send the foreigner away hungry and to send, go out to war and kill people because, and declare that we are a Christian nation. We are nowhere near a Christian nation. We do not live up to the standards of being a Christian nation. And, I mean, because in the school boards, Go you've got two groups of people who are pushing two types of propaganda. One wants to push on us anti-American propaganda, talking about how America is such a terrible country and that we should all educate our children about how bad America is. But I oh, it's just horrid, our... isn't it? It's just stupid. We need to have a, a more responsive democracy. Go ahead. What do you need, Derek? Yeah, and I want to talk about my shows, but we got to end the filibuster. It's an undemocratic yeah. process. We don't need a supermajority to pass any legislation in, in the Senate. It's a tool to suppress the people's will, and it needs to be done yeah. away with or modified to, so that we can actually have a democracy. We don't need a have a supermajority requirement to pass anything in the Senate. It's just a roadblock to progress. We need to deal with it, and it's time to deal with it because Biden's coming to the end of his first year, and he's got nothing to show for it. That I want to. No, it's bad. Uh, it's talk democracy, go ahead, okay, go ahead. democracy yeah. under fire. Democracy under fire. Bible study for progressives. Rich Proceda. Uh, look it up online on your podcast app. And also, you can go to www.tinyurl.com slash democracy under fire video. You'll take you right to the YouTube page.